to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, truth seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasden. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am your host, Christine Blasdale, and I am so happy that you tuned in today because I have a really special guest that we just we've had so much fun um, being together just recently. And I wanted to bring her on because we are going to be talking about how to speak with confidence, girl, how you can get that message out about your business, get the message out about the program that you're working with and share your wisdom and wit with the world with my incredible guest today. Her name is Sam Buckingham. And for the past 25 years, she has graced the screens on Australian television. She's currently working as an on-air presenter at the television shopping network, TVSN, and representing brands on all of the major morning chat shows here in Australia. Her warm, down-to-earth and charming on-air presentations have made her a much loved and sought after presenter. And she's also an amazing, um, uh, you, you have such the wonderful gift of gab. You, you're great at just doing interviews. You interview me and I feel like a million bucks. And so I just want to say thank you so much and welcome to out of the box with Christine, Sam. Thanks, Christine. It's so good to be here. I've been waiting for this moment, you know, because we, we've connected several times. We met, uh, first of all, in person in Los Angeles, didn't we? Yes, yes. Wow, wow that's awesome. right. And I actually and now- stalked you online. I'm not sure how I found you or whatever and stalked you online. We connected <laughs> and your wife, of course, is in Australia and, and my cousin knows you guys and there's some sort of these crazy connections that we've got. So we, we had, remember we had drinks and, and hors d'oeuvres by the pool? It was meant to be, darling. It was meant to be. Absolutely. And, and I couldn't think of a, of a better person to have on, uh, when we're talking about the subject of how to speak with confidence, but before we get into getting some tips from you, you know, from an expert like yourself, uh, why don't you tell our listeners and our viewers on YouTube, why don't you tell them a little bit about how you got into this? Cause you know, again, I have a radio background. I know you have a radio background, but you took it a, an extra step and now you're on television. Why don't you let our, um, our wonderful subscribers know how you got started? Sure. Um, I guess I owe it to my mum. We lived next door to a speech and drama teacher, this old lady, you know, I mean, I remember it was 86, but um, and my parents made me go to speech and drama lessons and I couldn't get out of it. Even though my friends would hang around at the train station after school and I wanted to hang around with them, I'd have to get back to speech and drama. And, um, And I would learn poetry and we would read plays together and she would work on my articulation and my voice production and projection and um, she was just this beautiful grandmotherly figure and she used to train one of our ex-prime ministers um, in Australia and a a ministerial car would drive him to her house and she would train him and be his speechwriter. and little did I know at the time what how it was gifting me and in fact my speaking voice has come to frame my entire career right um so it's pretty astounding and I didn't know it would be that I went on and went to university and I've done a degree and I've done a diploma in my speech and drama um but I just didn't I I then fell into um I got into amateur theater 
And um, one, a famous Sydney actor, John Howard, actually came to see one of my performances, stayed back after the show, and he said, you need to take this further, you're a natural. And so I went looking for an agent, and the agent said, you're a TV girl, you're a TV girl, go and get me a showreel, show me the work you've done. I said, well, I've done nothing. And so it's you sort of stuck because no agent wants to take you on unless you've got a reel to show them. But how do you get a reel unless you've got the job? So I went, he goes, just, you're, you're, you're a TV face, so go and get, just, work it out so I hired a cameraman wrote two stories a human interest story a travel story a couple of things and just shot them out and out and about and um gave it to the agent he put me on straight away and I think it was within five weeks that I got my first job as a live on-air presenter back in the late 90s on the television shopping network um move on 20 odd years and I'm back there now that's where I'm working now, full-time. That's my full-time gig, pretty much. Um, but I've done sort of everything in between. Um, so it was really interesting. I've sort of come and gone from TVSN. Um, and that's actually filmed live. They do 13 hours of live television every day. Um, at times like this, it's fantastic. Business has never been better because you can shop securely online with a 30-day money-back guarantee. I'm not trying to sell you the pro the network, but I'm just <laughs> letting you know why it's just so good. Um, and they also give you interest-free repayments and things like that. And essentially, it's a department store. And there's fashion and there's accessories and there's electrical and there's kitchen area and there's Manchester and there's jewellery and there's skincare and makeup and all of that. Um, but since then, I sort of have ebbed and flowed and moved around in the space. And I've, I was very much a prominent face on all of the morning chat shows in Australia. You unlikely to know them all, Christine, um, because you weren't here then. But um, Good Morning Australia, it was originally with Bert Newton. I think it used to be called the Bert Newton Show. And I was doing it then with him. Then it turned into Good Morning Australia. Then it was abbreviated to GMA. Um, Mornings with Kerry Ann. So that was working with Kerry Ann Kennelly. And um, the circle and the um on channel 10 and the, the morning show on um on channel seven so they all have these um their morning chat show that goes from nine till eleven um they have what's called advertorials and they're four minute segments where you know you'll see brands come on it might be you know, you know it might be a mop it might be travel insurance it might be pet insurance it might be you know um, holidays and there's a there's a host for the network and a presenter that presents the deal. So I have done, I don't know, thousands and thousands of those um, in the morning chat shows. They're called advertorials and they're four minute segments. So that's where a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are familiar with my face and they can't quite place where they know me from, but it's probably because I've I've popped up on your screens, whether you've been at the gym on your push bike and I'm, I'm always popping up on those screens, you know what I mean? Um, or whether, you know, you're getting the kids off to school or at home cleaning up the kitchen and you've got the telly on, um, it's likely that I've popped up. Oh no, so that's kind of, yeah. So I started back in speech and drama. I got into television by accident, really. My, my aim was to be in, in live theater, which is my passion. But um, it's, it, I guess my, the, my voice has been honed so much that it, it works so well with television and presenting. Well, and it is a bit of live theater, isn't it? Because I mean, you know, it's one thing to it's one thing to record, like you know, I'm doing a podcast and we do it in video, but it's recorded, right? So I have a bit yeah. of control. I'm a producer, so I'm also a little bit of a control freak. But when you're doing yeah. something live, whoo, that pressure is on. <laughs> How did you, do you have do you get nervous still at all about going live, or 
is that gone now? You're like, yep, got a job to do. I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, it's, you know, sometimes I can have this anticipatory feeling, whether it's nerves, it might be a bit of nerves, but it's not, I'm not riddled with nerves. I only came back to live presenting back in November. Um, and I'd been out of live presenting because all of the advertorials are pre-recorded. So if you stuff up or bloop up, they go cut and we, we do a retake, right? They film it as if it is live though, but then you, if you stumble on your words, um, they do a retake. But at TVSN, there's, there's you know, it's all live. Um, I guess, you know what, it's an interesting thing. It's fear, everybody gets fear, and yes, I, I guess I do sometimes. It settles a bit now because I'm very much in my flow. But coming back to it, I was like a brand new kid again. And I was really tangled up with nerves in that, you know, we're going live, they do the countdown in my ear, coming to you in 10 seconds, nine, they're counting on the floor, eight, seven, coming to you on camera, one in three, two, one, and you're on. You know, it's like, oh. But, you know, I take... um. I, I take, I read um, Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love, um, Committed and Big Magic, I think is her recent one. And she spoke to Marie Forleo about, um, you know, getting nervous as, a, as an author, but how people experience fear. And um, I think it was for the Big Magic interview. And she said, everyone experiences fear. As a new author, she was fearful to put pen to paper, to put her ideas out to the whole world, out for everybody's opinion and judgment. It's not just, even professionals honed in their craft still get a little fearful and experience nerves. And she said, the difference is, she said, I think the way to deal with it is you've got to recognize that fear has a role, okay? If without fear, most of us would be dead. You know, those times when you're walking the back streets of King's Cross and you think you'll go down that alleyway to cut a shortcut to get to your car and something just, that intuition stops you and goes, no, don't do it. And you don't. Or that you, something kicks in and says to you, don't get into the car with them. And therefore it steers your decision. Fear and that intuition, um, it has, it, you know, guides us to and keeps us safe. So that's what it's job. It's there for a reason, but it's when fear gets out of control and starts to dominate your thinking and impact your performance where you need to rein it in a bit. So Elizabeth Gilbert says, acknowledge fear and know that it's there to do a job. Talk to it and invite it along for the ride, but just don't let it get in the front seat and start driving. You've got to go, hold on a second. You're in the passenger seat, fear. Thank you very much for warning me. Yep, thank you very much. There's a turn up here to be careful of. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, but I've got this, right? Uh, because without fear, you yeah. can't be steered. No, that is, that is so absolutely spot on. You know, because, well, being in live radio, um, again, you're live. Nobody's nobody's watching you, but you're live. You're live. <laughs> so many after 20, I was on on radio for 20 years, and so there's a lot of times that things can go wrong. So if you yeah. go to play a clip, you know, okay, let's let's hear from this, you know, this let's hear from this interview that I did with so and so. It's great. I'm, you're gonna love it, and we'll be right, right back after this clip. And then you go to it, and then the guy that's it's in master there. control is going, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what happened. And so, exactly. you, yeah. so, so the other thing is, is what I like what you said is that everybody has fear. It's what yes. we do with it. And also when things go wrong, I can always, let yeah. me tell you, I can always tell a professional, not so much when things go right, but when things go yeah. wrong, 
So, yes. you know, like when you go to a clip and it's not there, you know, I, <laughs> you have to think quick on your feet and you have to also let the audience know, <laughs> okay, obviously we're having some technical difficulties, laugh about it. You know, yeah. it's, it, it's that thing. If you're angry, you know, oh, you know, that clip didn't play and I'm, you know, and, yeah. and they can feel again, the audience can feel you. And we're going to talk about how, if you're doing television or you're doing podcasting or you're on the radio or you're doing a, a social media live video, people can feel your energy, mm -hmm. right? Yes. But I think that the knowing what to do, I, I saw this woman, I don't know if you've ever heard of her, Angelique Kijo, who is mm -hmm. um, an amazing singer. And I went to see her live in Los Angeles one time and she was out there and she had, um, um, a whole uh, dancers with her and there's this beautiful song and she's going, going, going. And she jumped from where she was on to on, onto a platform. Yeah. And she jumped on the platform. It was like um, the wood from on the platform slid out from underneath her mm -hmm. and she fell like six Ooh. feet down. Ooh, she, shit. she had her microphone, right. And she fell. And when she fell, she caught herself from her armpits on these pipes. Wow. She did not, she did not stop singing. <laughs> she, oh, you're kidding. She didn't break a beat. She wow. kept going and the crowd yeah. went nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you, that's the, that's the thing. What ha has anything weird happened on live television? Props God. falling down. The other day, I mean, it happens all the time um i was um we, we've got a competition running at the moment on on um tvsn it's a spin the wheel competition so i did the morning show which is called good morning tvsn just the other day it was on saturday and um i was working with jamie malcolm who i've worked with over the years and he said sammy do you want to spin the wheel today and we weren't spinning the wheel then but he was talking about the competition coming up and i said yeah i will and today i'm gonna i said i'm gonna spin the wheel and i'm gonna kick up my heel you know, those old girls on the, the, the shows back in the, the 60s, they'd kick their little heel up and spin the wheel. Um, and right behind me was this little footstool, and I didn't know. And I lifted up my heel at that time, and I kicked the footstool and went, oh, like that, and we both broke up laughing. Um, and, I, and anyway, we just started laughing, and I said, just like that. And then we just kept moving. We had a laugh, and we just kept moving on. Um, but another time my heel broke, I'm standing on set and I've got these gorgeous heels on and the, the whole sole of the foot detached from where my, and it became like a flipper with a big heel hanging off it. So I was standing there and the producer's saying to me, you can now move to the couch set because we moved between sets. And I was going, like, I can't walk. And they're like, what, you got a problem? And I, I showed one of the floor coordinators that's there I, and I showed them my foot and they, they kind of speak on a radio to the director, Sam's shoe's broken. And so I, they, they ran around and found another shoe, a pair of shoes that fit me, popped the one, they went over to Jamie on the couch or whoever it was, you know, they changed the cameras. Um, and then I just rolled on over with different shoes on. <laughs> um, things like that happen. And I think... And it happens too when you're a small business owner and you might be doing a live stream. It's not perfect. But the thing that's so good and it takes all the pressure off, so good to know and learn and understand is your audience do not want you to be perfect. They're not after that. That puts a huge barrier between you and your audience. So if you can just be real and raw, 
And, you know, like it didn't matter if people saw my shoe fell off. And I had, I said I had a bit of a shoe. I came back and I said, well, I had a bit of a shoe blow out there, but that's okay. You know, it's okay. Like, and admit it. I, the awkwardness comes when you try and maintain perfection yes. and cover it up. Well, you're relatable because yeah. you're human and you're relatable. And actually yeah. you'll become even, you know, more endearing to, <laughs> to, to people. I, I remember a time when we would be doing live calls, live call-ins, and that's a very dangerous thing <laughs> because you don't yeah. know what, who's calling in. Usually I try to put a protective bubble around it. I would yeah. say, okay, we're going to open up the calls and tell us what you think about the segment we just did. And I would try and put a protective bubble around it, but every now and then you'd get that person that would come through and, you know, you could be talking about like the Middle East or something and they'd go, you know, I love ravioli and I think ravioli is like the best thing ever. And right. you know, everybody's, everybody, the audience is hearing it. Everybody in their car stuck on the 405 heard yes. that. And how are you going to react? Or if it's somebody <laughs> exactly. that's, or if it's somebody that's a little abusive, you know, like a little, yeah. you know, going or going on and on and on. So the skill yeah. set is also knowing how to handle those kind of things on the spur yeah. and to not lose your cool and to know that, you know, once you get them off the, once you, you know, be polite, get them off the phone, you know, to yeah. go to the audience, go, whoo, you know. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Like, so to let them know that that was difficult for me too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was difficult exactly. for you to listen to. It was even too, more difficult. Right. I did the best I could in a live situation. That's right. It's about, you do have to think on your feet a lot. Um, yeah. And then yeah. redirect, you know, redirect the conversation or jump in and go, hey, guys, I just need to give you a quick update and cut them off. And then the you know if you've got a producer who knows what they're doing they can just get rid of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So well, since we're since we're going to be um, covering how to speak with confidence and you and I you are you've got lots of confidence and I know that's from the time <laughs> time in the saddle so to speak with the television and and all the work that you've been doing. Um, let's let's give our listeners and our viewers um, a little maybe some even some advice on some things uh, that they, if they're doing a podcast or if they're doing um, yeah. videos, if they're gonna be doing a YouTube channel or if they're doing social media, those lives that they do. Um, yep. What are some things that we want, let's start off with some things we wanna steer away from, things that we perhaps don't wanna do or even as, as well if they're doing public speaking you know, to an audience of people, what are some things there that you we go. want to steer people away from? Well, look, I think people get ner nervous. And when they're nervous, it changes their um, physiology. They'll get a dry mouth. They'll get um, really tense and stuck. It impacts their voice. They get stuck in their head. They freeze. They get a deer in the headlights look where they stare at the camera. They don't know what to do with their hands. So they they either use their hands all the time and they're moving it too much or they get totally stiff. Um, what all that is about is that they're in their, they're in their head. And it's a difficult shift, but I need to get them out of their head and into their body. They know their content so well. That's the thing. Most people know what they're going to be talking about. They know their business. They know their, their product. They know their service. They can talk about it. But as soon as the camera comes on or the microphone, they go, 
oh, and they freeze. So one thing that's really good is to help shift you out of your brain space and thinking brain and into your body so that you can get into a flow. It's putting on some music and dancing. It's having big breaths and shaking it out a little bit. It's walking around the room and just um, saying what you're going to say and just shaking your body, actually getting in touch with your physical body parts. And it's really what actors and performers do before they go on stage or into the circus or what have you. Um, so it's getting out of your head because it's that thinking brain that throws you into this fear that causes the physio physiological changes. Um, the other thing is um, when you look at the camera, for example, um, I want you to, rather than seeing it as a thing, I want you to like look through the lens and picture one person that you're talking to. And what I used to do was I used to look through the lens and I might give you a different a difference here. So I'm looking at the at the lens now, and then it's becoming a bit of a stare. I'm just softened and I'm looking through the lens, and I'm just picturing one person, which is my grandma, and she's warm and beautiful. And so it's softening me, right? And I'm looking into you rather than staring at you. These small little things. Um, and the other thing too is it's okay to blink. Don't forget to, to blink. And you might need to remind yourself, like, blink, blink every now and then. Um, the other thing, too, is that it's okay to pause. So you've asked me a question and I'm answering you. And if I need to think, it's okay if I look off camera and take a pause and then come back, right? And it's okay if I look down. I might have some notes here, you know? And I want to look at my notes. It's okay if I go say, hold on a sec, you know, let me check on that and read my notes and come back. Is that offensive? It's not. It's totally natural. But people think oh, the camera's on. I've just got to stand there. I've just got to keep talking at it. I can't stop. I've got to fill all of the space. But what that does is when you fill all of the space, people can't hear all of your words. It's the pauses in between your words that allow them to resonate with and reflect back on what you've just said. And therefore they get a deeper level of understanding. So pauses are essential. And so it, they might feel awkward to begin with and a slight pause that's deliberate may seem like a huge block in what you're saying, but I promise you it'll be imperceptible to the listener. And it makes it so much more powerful. You know, it's the same if you're doing an interview with someone, if you're, if you have a podcast or, or if you're on radio and you're, and you're interviewing someone and they say something very profound, or they tell you about a story, they tell you about something that they've overcome some, something that they've suffered, some trauma, you know, yeah. some people, they just have a list of questions and they're like, yes. Okay. So, um, so where did you go to school? And, and, and the yeah. audience is like, they just poured their heart out on you. So right. taking that pause, taking that moment and going, wow, I'm so sorry yeah. that happened to you. Or yeah. I had a, a woman that I was interviewing who had gone through such horrific abuse. And when she told her story, because she wanted to share a story to stop it, to stop what was happening in the, in the, in the world. Yeah. Um, when she said that, I became because I I I was I was right there with her when it happened, you know, yes. in, in my mind. Yeah. I actually stopped and I started crying. Yeah. 
because to feel, first of all, how brave she was to tell her story, mm-hmm. but that was my emotion. And I know that anyone that listened to that podcast or watched yeah. it yeah. did the same thing instead yeah. of going on to the next question, like a robot, right? You're like a robot. Imagine filling that space with chatter. You're honoring her, her words by providing the space for her words to land in the lap of the listener, for them to just take a moment to take the words in and resonate with what she said instead of stepping in all over of what she's just said on top of her. It's almost a violation to do that as a broadcaster. You need to provide that space. It's almost like an honouring of the person in the interview. Oh, definitely. It is definitely an honour, you know, um, and that's something that I, I think that that maybe it's 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 practice and it's the more that you have those kind of conversations. But yes. when but also when you're telling a story, if you're not with someone, you're not interviewing someone, you're not speaking with someone, but you're just presenting your own story, you're doing a public speaking event, you're at Toastmasters or yes. or you're doing um, a live social media uh, video and you share a story that is impactful again, it's okay to connect with the audience and it's okay to have a moment and go, yeah. wow. You know, I talk, my grandmother is, is she's with me always, but yeah. she's one of my favorite people on the whole planet. And when I think of her, I'll always, I'll just, cause I can feel her. Yeah. I can feel yeah. her around me. Yeah. She's, she's always around me. Um, yeah. Even though she's, she's left this plane of existence you yeah. know, quite, quite many years. But when you take that moment and you honor and you honor your emotions and you honor your feelings, the mm-hmm. audience is drawn in even more because they're connecting yes. with you, right? That's right. And look, I think part of it is, you know, an inexperienced interviewer or, a, a, you know, person on video um, or somebody that's nervous is more likely to just think, oh, got to jump in with another question or another question or more words because I've got to keep this going. But um, it's about that that they feel this necessity to feel uh, to fill the space and it's actually not necessary. So, and the other thing too is pausing is so powerful oh, because it gives, so gives you permission to completely change course of conversation. So you could have asked me a question and I might be talking about, um, you know, how I grew up and got into things and then I can pause. So the ball's still with me. I'm still holding the baton. I'm still talking. I can pause and say, do you know what? I'm pregnant. <laughs> it gives you total permission to do that, like to just start on something completely random and off topic. And so there's so much power in that. You're not so pregnant, you, are you? If this is getting, no, I'm not pregnant, by the way. If this is getting out of your territory, off topic, you know how conversations can go in a direction you're thinking, this is getting out of my territory. I'm not even, shouldn't be talking on this. You can... You can say something and then pause and say, do you know what? You know, I could steer this interview back to something else if I wanted to. Exactly. Just by pausing and then reshifting and then starting up something else. Um, let's talk, because we, we talked about, about some of the things that we want to avoid, right? And, and, yeah. and, and, and the good thing is, is that it all, again, it, it comes with practice. The more you do it, the easier you're going to feel. You go, oh, okay, the last time I did that, I, I watched the video and I could see I was nervous. Um, you know, next time I'm not going to be as nervous because I've done this before. But yeah. now 
let's talk about some of the things we that we want to incorporate when we're speaking, when we're doing video or things that we want to make sure, uh, okay, let's not yeah. let these opportunities go away. And if you have any tips uh, for our wonderful listeners and viewers, that would be awesome. Sure. A lot of people don't know how to start or end a video. It's like, what do I say? They've got all of this content that they want to share, but they don't know how to start and they don't know how to end. And that's really important. So essentially, you look at your video as a sandwich. You've got your opener, you've got the filling. And so you've got the, the top bit of the bread, which is your opener. You've got the filling. And then you've got the bottom bit of the bread, which is your closer. Okay. So at the top, people want to know who you are, why you're talking and what you're going to talk about. So your introduction needs to cover those things off really succinctly and concisely. So I might say, you know, hi, my name's Sam Buckingham. Um, I help people captivate on video. And today I want to talk to you about how you can have more confidence when you speak on camera. So I've said who I am, what I do, which gives my credibility and what I'm going to tell them, like what's in it for me right? And then that's your, that's your opener done. And then you say, the first thing I want to talk about is, and you just get into your content. Okay. So your opener needs to cover off that, who you are, what you do, and what, what's in it for them. Then you've got your content. And then the close is equally important. A lot of people will go on and on and on and on and keep going on because they don't know how to end it. And so what that does is dilutes everything that they've said before that. If you can sign off and know when enough's enough, you've said enough, sign off and say what they want to do is they want to be given a directive on where to go now or what to do. So you say, well, that wraps up today's video. Thanks so much for watching. I'd love you to subscribe below or, you know, like this video, subscribe below. And if you want more from me, um, go and sign up to my newsletter or go, go and do this, right? Bye. And then that's it. Just You just need to know to stop it, but then tell them what to do. So thanks so much for watching, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love you to subscribe to my video below and then join up on my newsletter by going to here. See ya. And it's over. We want to know that sets the boundary. People want to know that that's it. It's a container of information. You've opened it well, given them clear directives of what you're giving them. You've given them the information and you've closed it off, giving them clear directives of what to do next. Perfect. There's your video. I love it. And, and I also love what you said when it, um, something very important is knowing when to stop. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's like a lot of things, right? I've I've heard some people get up and do speeches and they ha they got you in the beginning because and you and you and you want them to win you want them to be successful you're like I I got you you know okay I'm invested I'm sitting here you're gonna tell me something I'm gonna learn or I'm gonna be, I'm gonna laugh or I'm gonna yeah. you know be educated in some way and so you have your audience and then you know you never if for the for those that are starting out if you never get to the point or you take yeah. forever to get to the point, you're, you're going to lose us. You're going to lose us. We're gone. Mm. We're thinking mm. about what we're going to have for dinner. We're like, Oh my gosh, does this person see how bored I am? Because I don't know when they're going to get, they're, they're telling me every single detail about, right. well, I got in my car 
And then I had to turn the key on the car, <laughs> and, you know, yeah, I had to exactly. start the engine. And then I had to, oh, it was really kind of sunny. So I had to put my sunglasses on. And it's like, when is this person going to get to the point? Once you get to the point, tell us why, you know, why we waited that long to get there. Once you get to the point, know when to wrap up. Yeah. That's another thing. Cause some yeah. people can go on and on and on and on. I think it's, I think it's like, um, you know, um, you, you should always uh, leave the party wanting more. Don't leave and be the last straggler when you're all kicked out and it gets all messy. And you want to leave your audience wanting more. One more tip is, um, the, is your eyeline when you're on video. So um, it's looking at the camera. And if you want to look away, you can look away from the camera. And then you can look back at the camera and you can look down at your notes. But the worst thing to do is to slightly deviate off the camera like that and come back to the camera. Doing these little tiny deviations off the camera is um, kind of fatal to your connection. So it's it's almost looks like, oh, somebody's walked past behind the camera and she's more interested in them than she is in us, right? So if you're gonna look away from the camera, turn away and look over here and then come back or look down at your notes and make it obvious and then come back, but don't do these little sneaky eyes off to the side. Sneaky eyes. That's right. They make you, they do. They make you look sneaky, and then people can't yeah. trust you. She's like dodgy. Look at she's looking all over the place. Yeah, exactly. And look, I think with these things as well, like we're on Zoom right now, Chris. Um, and I've been looking at the lens, and the lens is the little little green dot. And on on a phone, it's your little little green dot at the, at the top here. That's where you want to look at. But if you're doing a um, a live video, a Facebook live, most people look at the display screen in here where they see themselves. But what that actually looks like is this. <laughs> that looks like that, right? So whilst your the image that I've got of you right now, if I was looking at your face, I'd be looking like that. Yeah, see, see I'm looking at you next to me and I'm not looking yeah. right into the lens. I should be looking right into the lens, shouldn't I? It's okay. No, because I'm not, you know, I'm talking and I, I'm giving you the camera tips. So I got to look into the People listening to this on podcasts are going, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apologies for that. So we're just Watch talking it on about the YouTube. Knowing, knowing where the lens is rather than, especially in a live video, rather than looking at yourself in the display That's screen. That's hard to do. That's hard to do because we want to look at ourselves to make sure that we look okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, But that's a great tip, Sam. I know. Just little, they, you know what? There's these tiny little helpful tips. They're just tiny, but they make an enormous difference to your presentation. And when you play it back and look at yourself, you think, oh my gosh, I look so much better. And then that boosts your confidence for the next time. So all of these little tips just are so helpful. They can, they're transformative. You, you transform lives every single day, my dear. <laughs> so sam Thank um you, i, I want to let people know and i and you're welcome back to come back on out of the box with christine any old time um i love you adore you and i know we're going to be hopefully going to be working together doing some stuff in the near yeah. future but why don't you let our um, listeners and viewers know how they can get in touch with you and find out more about what you're doing uh what's coming down the road and all that good stuff where you have sure. a website you want to throw out 
I do, absolutely. So I'm samanthabuckingham.com.au. Samantha, my full name. Um, I'm just about to put an opt-in up there at the moment. But if you wanted to shoot me an email and just say hi, um, and I can shoot you a link if you wanted to set up a little, you know, half-hour chat with me or something like that. Um, so just go to the contact page on my website site until I get my um, opt-in happening. But I am creating a little program at the moment called the Captivation Code, How to Captivate on Camera. Um, and that'll be launching shortly. It's been in the pipeline for quite some time. So I've got to get it out there. Um, and if you let me know your email address, I can send you out details on that. It's going to be an affordable one, but it's going to help people, you know, you, me and, and, and the neighbours um, start to get really comfortable on video, know how to open and close their videos, how much content to deliver, how to stand, how to move, how to look, how to feel good and how to also um, make sure they are the expert and come across as that. So that's coming soon. But of course, you can tune into TVSN and watch me on some of the shows and say, hi <laughs> that's actually really fun and i don't watch television so that would be something that, that would be really good to see you on that as well thank you so yeah, very much sam i i just love and adore you and we'll make sure that we have the link to your website samanthabuckingham.com.au it's going to be in the show notes so people can just click on it easily to get in touch with her and sure. um and again thank you so very much such a pleasure. Thanks for, for watching and listening, guys. It's been great to, to be on the show. Yes, yes. Thank you so very much for tuning in today. And remember, if you want more information about this podcast, you can go to outoftheboxwithchristine.com. If you want more information about me, go to christineblasdale.com and just make sure you like and subscribe and share this as well. You know, you might know somebody that could really benefit from what Sam was talking about. And if you think this is important for somebody who's maybe creating a podcast or maybe doing social media videos, send it to them, send the link to them so they can watch it as well. All right. Until next time, as I always say, remember to think outside that damn box. Bye for now. See ya.